Hey guys, Ryan DeMent from Chasing Happiness Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. As you guys can see, this week it is just me. I wanted to finish up my story and share some different things that I'm trying to accomplish and get going in the ever-changing landscape of my business, real estate, coaching, social media, all those good things. There's just some crazy stuff going on out there in the world and I just want to talk about it and work through some of the things that I'm trying to do, get feedback from you guys. I'm always open to that. But the other thing is I really just want to be open and share that the struggles can be real at times, but I have to put everything on my back and go and I'm going to fail along the way but I'm going to learn and move forward. I know that I say that all the time, but I'm truly digging deep on this one and being able to make changes on the fly is tough at times, but it, I'm motivated. I'm, I've got things going on and things are being held up and the construction crews, potentially I'd have to reschedule and wait even longer because they've got other jobs. And so there's just so many moving pieces that I have to worry about. But at the end of the day, my struggle for me is to stay focused and be in the now, in the moment, because I do think about the future. And the what ifs out there, I don't go backwards. And I know I've shared that my problem is future anxiety. And it's a struggle. It keeps me up at night. It wakes me up. But the focus that I want to talk to you guys about this week is being in the now, being in the present. It doesn't matter if it's business or personal. Staying in your lane where you need to be to get things done. I know for me, it makes me feel like I've accomplished things during the day, but I've also started to move the needle on things that I thought I couldn't move. And when I veer from that, it just has so many other challenges that come with it. I know we've all experienced it, but for me personally, it just opens up a Pandora's box that's just gone wild. That's all, I don't know how to describe it. And I lose focus and I stop and I don't do anything. I have to regroup. And when we're, and this is all about scheduling. So when we're trying to schedule out for the new builds and getting that, the teams that we need to have in place, we got to get the foundation poured and it has to have time to uh, solidify and get itself ready and cure. Then there's that, that delay of seven to 10 days, depending on what the weather's. And then we've got to get the framers in. The framers are probably the busiest guys right now that we know. And I know you're probably saying the market is slowing down. It is, but these guys are that good where they're keeping busy. They work with a lot of regional and smaller builders and sometimes even specific home buyers that are looking to build their own houses on their land. They're keeping busy. They've got four crews go going right now. I don't know if that's going to continue to happen or not, but we keep on pushing them back. And at some point they're just going to say, is this really going to happen? So I've had to have numerous conversations to make sure that they understand that, hey, it's going to happen. It's just the funding just got delayed and I can't control that. And I'm not going to start a project that I'm starting from the rears. I want to make sure the money's in the bank. Everybody's squared away. Everyone gets paid. That's just how I do business. Some people would have started already 
and told people, okay, you're going to have to wait two to three weeks after you get, get going to get paid. I don't do that. I rather just know that it's coming. So once I know it's funded and everything's ready to go, that's when we kick things off because then we'll have that perfect timing to where everything plays out. But these framers, we've done so much work on digging into finding some phenomenal framers and what they can do and how quickly they can basically put a house up. And these guys come very highly recommended. They're out of Tennessee, so they've got a little bit of a drive, but they do business in Kentucky and also Indiana. So if I can keep them busy on three to four houses at a time, that is beautiful because then we frame, black it in, put a roof on it, put some windows, we're ready to go, and then we can start getting the interior stuff all done. But the linchpin in all this and a lot of my anxiety is these guys. I don't know, again, I don't know their schedule. They tell me they're busy. I have to believe them. But at the same time, I have to be realistic and say, okay, I can't just put my head in the sand and pray that they're going to be available. So I've worked, started working on plan B and plan C for some time now. And these other framers that I'm working on, they're not as good. And I don't want to settle for something that's less than what I'm expecting, especially from this first group of guys. So what do I do? I've got to have plan B and plan C there to keep things going. So do I wait and delay and wait for my plan A to come through once they're ready, if that happens? Or do I just go immediately to plan B and start working through that process? Because plan B, they have two crews. So it's not like we can't get stuff done. It's just, it, they're just not as efficient with their time. These other guys are very efficient with their time. And they, their goal is to get a house up as quickly as they can in the most sturdiest, most professional and effective way so they can get paid. And then they move on to the next. They're all about volume, but they're also putting quality work in. Some of the reviews that I got from people that had worked with them, not people that they gave us as references, we just started pulling their permits and I started reaching out to those people. And every single one of them gave them a glowing review and everything they did was top notch. And better yet, they're affordable and they work within our budget for the, our houses. So it's like, it's a, win, it's a winter chicken dinner time, but it's at jeopardy and I have to be realistic with myself. And I know thinking about it all the time just doesn't work. It, it truly doesn't, but it's on my head. It is truly on my head because I've got everything on my back. And if I don't actually ensure we're prepared, guess what? Hasta la pasta. And that's just life. There's, there's always a way to find a plan B and plan C in everything we do in life. You just have to be willing to find it and dig for it and keep moving towards them if your plan A doesn't work out. The giving up piece, guys, I know it is a struggle. We all struggle with it. I struggle with it. I put it in my head at times and I have to kick it out of my head. But if you don't... If you don't continue to try to move forward, how are you supposed to become a better person, a better husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever? And then what about a business owner or a leader or a coach or an advisor? 
you can't just give up when things really, the stuff hits the fan. You've got to find a way around it and continue to push forward. And I'll be always the first person in line to tell you that is the most difficult and daunting task I have with my life is always making sure I push forward because I am human just like you. The pain gets a lot. It gets very stressful, but we have to find a way to persevere and be consistent and move ourselves to the next level. And all this talk about in these buzzwords of scaling up, it's just that it's buzz because you've got to move at your pace and what you're comfortable with and what you know that can work. I'm not saying stay comfortable and sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix and eat bonbons. No, what you're comfortable with, with moving your business to the next level. The scaling piece is just that, man. It, it will come with time. It comes with perseverance. For example, building one house and then building three houses at the same time, that's moving up. That's upstream. That's improving. That's getting better. That's growing your business. Is it the scale that some people want? No. There's this the buzz out there is the 10X rule. I put $100,000 into a company and I want a million bucks back. In today's day and age and in market and where everything is at up and down and sideways and so forth, I don't know how somebody can do that or ask that, but it's out there. I reach out to plenty of people and I talk to them. They're all looking for 10X returns in a very short period of time. And it's just, I have to tell them, I'm sorry, but in this space, that type of time frame that you're looking for is pretty much impossible. Can we give you a double digit return? Sure we can, but it's have to, it has to be over six to 12 months, not over three or four months. There's no way I can build a house that quickly and disposition it through our five exit strategies. No way. Even if I rehab a house, it's still after three months would be tight. The rehab would probably take 60 days or so, maybe 70 days, and then 20 or 30 days to sell it or exit it through another strategy, it's all tight and I'm not going to set myself up for failure. And having those realistic expectations for myself and the business is key to success. And I say that to you guys because you can't let somebody push you into making that decision, especially when you're stressed and you're trying to get something accomplished or you need the capital. Whatever the case is, you have to sit back and say, that's not the right person or this is not the right time for that person to come in and be an investor or whatever the case is. Don't get bullied into it. And I know that's a key word, buzzword, whatever, but it truly is. Don't let your emotions make those decisions for something that is a financial decision. You need to step back. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. I'm talking to this guy that wants to buy a couple of our properties that are just empty lots that are outside of our normal scope that we've sat on for a couple of years. And he, of course, he lowballs me. And then he expects that I don't know who he is. And of course, I play dumb. But being truthful and honest about who you are and what you're trying to do is my biggest factor in life. And if people can't be honest with me when I'm doing business with them, I have to really think about, do I really want to sell them the property? It's money. I get it. A couple extra shekels in the bank. All good. All for it. 
But I don't like people coming off that way and doing that. And unfortunately, this individual comes off as, as somebody that knows it all and, and thinks that he runs, you know, runs our business kind of, and basically telling us what to do, telling me what to do and how I should sell things and where I'm going with stuff. God bless him. Doesn't, it doesn't move me one way or the other, but I can tell you this, those type of people, I shut up and I listen, let them talk, let them keep going. And then at the end, he offers it and I'm like, okay, I'll take under advisement. I'll get back to you. He said, and then he responds back. This is my only offer. Okay. Great. Thank you for the offer, but I don't know if I want to take it or not. And right now I wouldn't tell you if I wanted to or not, just for the simple fact of, I don't want to tell you. And it got him a little angry, but I think there's other ways to work around that. And I've got some ideas and. We'll see what happens. I'm supposed to talk to him today and we'll see what comes out of it. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm not in the game of fire sales or having somebody, like I said earlier, bully me into selling something or buying something that I don't need. Um, another person can come along and buy the property at the right pricing. We're about $1,500 apart. We're not talking a substantial amount of money. So don't know, but the thing that I can tell you guys is when somebody comes like that hot and heavy at me and tells me that they've done all their research and they've done this and they've done that, and they try to think that they know me, those are the individuals that truly don't know anything about me and they don't know my background. They don't know what I've done in the past. They don't know where I stand on any of this stuff. And this leads me to the last piece of today's podcast will be short. We'll be under potentially under 20 minutes in life and in business. We're always negotiating. They say the old adage is life is negotiable. It truly is. It's just a matter how you negotiate with others. Do you negotiate from a position of practically beating people up and bullying them? Or do you negotiate from a position of knowledge? and ability to be effective with your negotiation skills to where you get what you're looking for and you create a win-win situation. Now, is it always going to be a win-win? No, it, it can't. In a perfect world, that'd be great. But sometimes there's winners and sometimes there's losers. But in the end, if you can find a way to effectively negotiate and bring the deal to the table and both parties win, you get more of those in return and they just keep on coming and they keep on coming and it makes life a lot easier. When you're trying to take advantage of somebody in a negotiations, that ultimately will come back and bite you in the tuchus. And that's nowhere near the type of business person I am and especially a human being. I'm not going to take advantage of somebody, nor will I even think about it. I just know from my prior years of working door-to-door -door collections and all that other great stuff. It's all about connecting with the person and understanding who's on the other side of the phone, in person, who you're chatting with, whatever. But once you get to know that person and start asking the right questions from a position of trying to learn and not try to berate them or bully them, they tend to open up and share a little bit more and be willing to work with you more especially in collections, man, can't strong arm people to pay. You really have to find a way to make it work 
and you're basically telling them to pay that bill over any other bill. So you have to understand where they're at financially. If they're behind on their rent or their mortgage or their utilities, all those things have to be paid first. And if they're not, your bill's going to probably be somewhere down the road. But you can always find a way to start getting partial payments or some type of post-dated payments or work out some type of arrangement to where you can bring it current over a period of time that works with their pay schedule. And I know that's deeper than most people want, but that's, that's collections. But that's where I learned how to talk to people. That's where I learned how to relate and understand their situation and then be able to provide some type of solution. Life is not always that way. You're going to run into people that are not trying to provide a solution. They're just there about themselves. They're going to steamroll, excuse me, steamroll you and just keep going. They don't care. And that's just a horrible way to look at life. It's a horrible way to treat other people. And in this situation that I'm working through on these properties is I'm not going to try to steamroll this guy, even though he's trying to steamroll me. I just push back and I push back with knowledge. And the only way to do that is to make sure that I have my ducks in a row. I'm armed with information and have that conversation. He truly thinks he has the upper hand on me. And I don't know why. It's just, I think he, he thinks he's smarter. But again, typically the person that is the loudest in the room that thinks of the smartest are not. And I don't care if you're a doctor, attorney, highly educated, it doesn't matter. You could have zero degrees and be the smartest person in the room. You could have street smarts. You could have life experience. It's more than just a book. Is a book an added piece? Sure it is. Went to college. I understand that. But a lot of things that I actually learned in college, I don't apply to my life today. So I learn more from my experiences, and I'm sure you do too. But don't ever discount how you interact with somebody in life and in business because you don't know where they're at in life. You treat them with respect have an honest conversation, go back and forth in the negotiations, however that looks like. Whether it's a conversation with your, your significant other or spouse or a kid, it's always treating the other person, treating the other person on the other side is how you want to be treated. It's an old adage, but it's true. And you'll get more out of it. You just, at times it, it, it has to be de-escalated to where there aren't emotions. And it just comes down to a conversation and two human beings talking to one another. When that happens, a lot of great things do occur in business and in life. And if you always keep that in mind, you're always going to win with everything that you actually do. And that to me is critical. It's crucial because it helps me be positive. It helps me be persistent. It helps me be consistent. All the things that I need to do as a business owner, an entrepreneur to keep things moving and making sure that I stay positive. But it's also feels good because I treat the other person well and they see that. Whether, they, whether we're doing a transaction to buy something from us, 
or I'm buying something from them, or they'd like to buy a house from us. Always treat them with that respect and that dignity is huge. It goes a long way. It just, some people don't do that. And for me, it's, I shut down and I listen and I'll chime in every so often, but at the end of the day, it isn't worth me getting my anger up or getting all hot and bothered and pushing back and becoming the, becoming the person they are. It doesn't work guys. I'll finish off with this. If you're struggling, you're going through stuff in business. It's tough out there. Be consistent, be persistent, show up every single day and be in the now. And when you're interacting with people, treat them the way you want to be treated. It's very simple. It's how we do business. It's how we treat others. It's how we interact with people in life. Doing that, it'll work out. And I know guys, being in the now is the, probably the biggest challenge. But the one thing I can tell you is if you start feeling anxiety and you're wandering, find something that allows you to refocus yourself. Even if you get up for five or 10 minutes, go for a walk, clear your head, whatever you do, just don't fall prey to it. Bring it back to the now and live there. Things will get better. You will get through this and you will really understand how to fight through pretty much anything in life by doing that. And you're also going to be very happy that you got on the other side and you didn't give up and live with regret. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I hope you guys have a great one. Stay safe, stay happy. I'll see you guys on the other side.